from the nchc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west live behind the masks college hockey west live is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue at 308 north boulder highway in henderson stop in for lunch cater your next event or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the tag creative group search t-g-r-a-n-r-u-d at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business behind the mask hockey shops visit any of our three valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line caesar's entertainment resorts and casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world the spaghetti shack classic italian comfort food quickly with locations in tempe and pine top order online at the spaghetti shack.com liberty university play for something more faith education and hockey at liberty.edu college hockey inc your ncaa hockey resource jets pizza sign up for our crunch club at jetspeats.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox and by the caesar's sportsbook app proud partner of the nhl college hockey west live from the nchc.tv studios presented by behind the mask as a part of the icetimehockeywest.com network here are your hosts scott strandy and paul hornstein all right welcome in hockey fans anywhere that you may be joining us tonight on the Podbean app it's sunday night which means it's time for college hockey west live Scott Strandy with you tonight, just outside of Tempe, Arizona, in uh, Maricopa, Arizona tonight, as uh, we get ready to bring you some great hockey action highlights, if you will, from uh, another exciting week. My co-host is always um, safe and secure in that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, how are you? Who's your co-host? Well, Paul Hornstein out in that big, beautiful palatial state on Long Island. Well, of course. Two, you have two guys. Who else would it be? You have two guys with the same name as, as hosts, co-hosts? No, we just have one. He's got the estate, but, you know, there's room then, for multiple then, people then in the estate. What am I doing here, then? What am I doing here? <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're doing. Uh, yeah, that ASU education has got you the estate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it did? We'll just, well, let's just, <laughs> I'll just leave that alone. It, it, there's nothing to say there. Yeah. Nothing to see or so, say here. <laughs> well, there's certainly no estate to see here. That's <laughs> well, I, I'm going to have my friends check as they travel to Long Island to play the Long Island Sharks. Okay, that's fine. Listen, uh, cause they'll, they'll let me Brandon know. Brandon Tabakin's family, he, he's from Woodbury. Hey, yeah, Woodbury's close, right? Oh, it's certainly closer than where you are. <laughs> everything's closer than where i am <laughs> thanksgiving week paul thanksgiving yeah. week is uh uh upon us now officially as we finish a sunday afternoon matinee game at mullet arena and i know i know people are that listen to the show are going like, oh you're gonna talk about asu again yes i am because they are nine two and one one of just a few teams in the country that have nine or more wins. And only one team has 10 that I'm aware of, and that would be the Michigan State Spartans after uh, dismantling uh, Wisconsin this weekend. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to talk about the Arizona State Sun Devils. I was here, 
And everybody said, oh, yeah, but they played Anchorage. B.S. Well, Anchorage I, we, is a listen, very good hockey program. A very good hockey program. We don't buy into that. And, you you know, anybody that listens to us regularly knows that we have the utmost respect for the two Alaska programs, both Anchorage and Fairbanks. And, you know, I, I, I don't buy into that nonsense. Well, let me tell you, last year when Matt Chasby took over, he had to start literally from scratch. You could just as well have said he was Augustana or Lindenwood a couple of years ago or any of those programs because, yes, they had been a program in the past, but what he was given to work with in a short period of time was was not much. And he made a lot happen, made that team very respectable last year. This year, and I told you this when I was uh, – talking to you off air, I said, you look at their, their games, the games that they've lost ball have been like one goal games or overtime games, or, you know, they haven't been really blown out, but like twice. And I think, and it was like four or five goal games, but the rest of the time they've been like in every single game, right to the very last buzzer. Well, I mean, that's it, right? I mean, you, they won their opener at Lowell in overtime, lost a one goal game the next night. Um, you know, got a two-game winning streak with a win at you know at Lake Superior and beating Air Force at home. Lost in overtime to the Falcons. Um, lost two one-goal game. Uh, played two one-goal games at Penn State, winning one and losing one. Right. Um, a one-goal game at their rival in Fairbanks. Uh, a, uh, a a one-goal game and an overtime game at home against Robert Morris. And Friday night they played a one-goal game. So, you're right. They're never out of games. And, again, anybody that listens to us regularly knows uh, that we respect the heck out of the two schools. Okay, so uh, I'm going to take your advice again, as I always do. Um, and I'm going to start with uh, the other teams that played, and we're going to finish the show and this is risky because I've got a lot of cuts to play. So we're going to try to wrap up uh, the first half of the show and then jump into where I was at this weekend, which was Mullet Arena, Friday night, Sunday afternoon. And then we'll play the cuts and, and go from there. But, um, you know, this was, again, another good but crazy week in college hockey. Am I correct? They, they seem to all be now. I just That's parody, my norm. friend. Parody. I don't know what you're calling it, but parody. Um, parody, my friend. Where do you? I mean, where do you want to start? Let's start, start with those North Dakota Fighting Hawks. So what? So what? Yeah, so what? Fighting Hawks, as they are officially oh, they known just, now. They just took. They took uh, Miami apart. Uh, just um, the the game on Friday night was a six to four final, but it wasn't that close. Um. Miami got a couple of goals late in the third period uh, when the game was was out of reach, including one with three seconds left. So um, that that game was really never in doubt. Uh, even when Miami came back to make it a three-two game, uh, you know, midway through the second period, it was it. You know, you're like, okay, all this, and then but North Dakota scores like a minute and a half later. And, yeah, and, short-lived. And, and then, you know, Saturday night, um, it was 5 nothing before Miami got their one goal. So, 
Um, they just took them apart. Uh, Miami wasn't really very competitive in these two games. They didn't get a lot of shots. Um, and, in, you know, like just never in doubt this weekend. And, you and know, Paul, did you know that North Lud- Dakota kind of expects to do at home, though, isn't it, against the, uh, Miami? It is. Did you know that Ludwig Person's parents were in attendance? First time they've seen him play a college game live? I did not know that. In Grand Forks. After spending some time, as we know, in Miami. So they came to watch him play um, his old team. Yeah. And uh, he performed pretty darn well, I think. So congratulations to the Fighting Sioux. They just kept up fighting. Well, yeah, fighting there Hawks. you go. The green and white team. <laughs> they only gave the up fighting... 13 shots on Friday. So. Oh, that they're, you know, and I told you beginning of the year, I said the only team that's going to be able to dismantle North Dakota is North Dakota. Um, if they can't manage the number of talented players that they have, but they so far so good, nine two and one, they continue to uh, to do good things, and thank God they let Minnesota beat them one night because that keeps Minnesota rolling along on the pairwise. I'm told, as long as North Dakota wins, Minnesota gets to go along for the ride because they beat them once. Yeah, well, you want me to get started on the pairwise? That's no, up to you. you. Don't. I mean, no, right no, now Minnesota's, no. you know, thirteenth uh, in the pairwise. So, yeah, what what are the uh, nine and two Sun Devils? Just barely ahead of Notre Dame. What are the nine, two, and one Sun Devils? Sixteen. So you're telling me Minnesota's a better team? I'm not telling you that at all. Okay. Well, the pairwise is. Uh, I'm not the pairwise. But the pairwise is telling us that, right? Uh, again, I'm not the pairwise. I'm not asking you if you're the pairwise. I'm saying the pairwise right now is telling us that 13 is better than 16, a lot like 28 better than 7. Um, yes and no. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, don't get me started on this pairwise BS where you benefit because the team that you beat once is continues to win and you get to go along for the ride. Win hockey games. Win hockey games, and at the end of the year, let's find out who the best team is by how many they won. Well, okay. okay. Well, let's. Well, we'll I'm figure done. it out. I'm yeah, done. No, you're not. I'm you're done. Not, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. I'm done. Okay. So uh, North Dakota gets a win. Uh, Air Force played a Saturday Sunday series at Mercyhurst, and uh, they split. Um, your thoughts on that, Paul? Air Force uh, split okay on the road. Oh, you always take a split on the road, right? Um, when you're Air Force and you're starting off four and two in the conference, and you know based on last year, you didn't even you know they only took the top eight teams. You didn't make the conference tournament. Yeah, not that they're doing that this year, but um, you're right in the. Thick but of still, things. you don't want to leave it to chance. <laughs> no, you are right in the thick of things, and you're gonna fight till the end because you have games in hand for that first round at home. And and let's not forget. They did beat Michigan State. They did. They did. So that means they get to go along for the ride, Paul. They get to go along for the ride as long as Michigan State wins. Air Force is breezing right along in the pairwise. What are they, Paul? uh, They don't have to worry about that, though, Air Force. What are they, Paul? Uh, 41. Oh, so it didn't work for them, did it? Uh, Well, not yet. No, no, no. (laughs) Not yet. 41? That's no prayer of getting in as an at-large. Again. They've played six games in the conference, and you know they have they're in a tie right now with Mercyhurst, and so right now they I don't know how they would break that tie to be honest. 
Uh, I don't either. Dave play. Toller will know. Uh, we'll ask. Well, Dave. he will. He will. Did they play Mercyhurst again? No, they don't. So uh, I don't know how they break those ties if they split the season series. But right maybe now, maybe goal differential. Game, maybe I don't know. That would be even, actually. If you, <laughs> to be honest, then we go to the next tiebreaker. Uh, what well, color no. uniforms do you like better? Uh, well, Mercyhurst <laughs> would be plus one in the goal differential. Okay, because they lost okay. five to two and one. I, I don't know. I'm just. Throwing, I don't either. I'm throwing stuff at the wall. I'm just, just sitting here saying that Air Force with ten points has only played six conference games. Bentley's ahead of them with twelve points. They played eight conference games and Holy Cross. 10 conference games with 13 points and Niagara with nine games played in 13 points. So air forces right now they're battling for they're, they're putting themselves in a nice position for that first round home playoff series. That's good news. Okay. So let's stay in Colorado Springs, much to the chagrin. I'm sure of, I don't know if you saw Chris Mayotte's press conference after last night's game, but he used some words that I'm going like, wow, I didn't expect this. I did not expect this. Did not expect this. I like in that was the worst game we've played since I got here. You might be right. Well, he's probably right. Oh my God. Yeah, but man, really? I mean, that is they a. They were not good this weekend. That they is were. a really stiff evaluation of your team. Um, and and by the way, they got an extra week off before they play Arizona State on the first and second at Ed yeah. Robson Arena. You don't think there's going to be some stuff going on over the next couple of weeks in prep? For that series, well, I'll sit here and tell you, I've, I, I, as I've told you all along, um, I, I see ASU and CC right now on parallel tracks. Except this weekend, now granted, it was, um, you know, it was not a conference opponent for ASU because this is another fellow independent. Um, but CC playing a very mysterious Western Michigan team, which I'm not a big believer in. Um, but I, I watched those games this weekend for CC. And it, it looked like we were back in the 22-23 season where they couldn't score. Tons of chances and could not convert. And the power play chances that they had, oh, some five on threes. Oh. Oh, and don't think Chris Mayotte didn't bring that up in the press conference. Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> we missed open nets on power plays, he said. We had yeah, a five-minute major. We had five on threes. We had multiple opportunities with a with a single-man advantage. You can't win hockey. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but they, he goes, they, they you can't win hockey them. games like this. No. This is this is the most frustrating and the worst weekend we've had since I've been here. I'm going like, whoa, with that talented roster and that goaltender that you have, and, and that you and you think that might be the worst? I, I don't know. I don't know. I only I only know it makes me a little nervous, knowing that the next two games are against ASU. But uh, as an ASU person, I can't worry about that because there's two games of Providence between. So yeah, and those two are a mullet. And again, they're split Friday, Sunday. Uh, somebody yeah. asked Coach Powers today in the press conference. We'll play it at the end here. Um, they said, what do you think of this split weekend stuff? He goes, well, we're 2-0. and I like it so far. Ask me after next weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. As you would yeah. expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a little slow-riving crowd today at, at ASU, but well, we'll get into that too. it was kind of a crazy weekend, a crazy Sunday there, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Anyway, so CC has a rough weekend getting swept by Michigan, uh, Western Michigan in uh, Colorado Springs. Uh, so let's slide over to Lindenwood. Lindenwood got the uh, the Sharks 
from Long Island. And uh, they got a split at home, a very impressive shutout win on Friday night and a not so impressive game for the Long Island or for the uh, Lindenwood Lions on Saturday. Now, what did you see that weekend, Paul, last weekend? This well, weekend, I, whatever. I, I, <laughs> I'm confused as usual. Uh, yeah, I don't know what weekend. I don't know what day. I don't know what state I'm in. Uh, state of confusion. How about that? Oh, uh, listen. Uh, again, uh, you know, Trent Burnham pitches a shutout in a, a much more evenly played game than the score indicates uh, on on Friday. Uh, there was only a five shot on goal. Goal. You know, five shot difference in the shots on goal. Uh, Saturday, uh, the score was six to two LIU. And, uh, when you look at it, uh, LIU outshoots Lindenwood 45, 21. And yeah, that's pretty indicative of the score. And Lindenwood got two shorthanded goals for their only goals of the night. So, um, you know, um, I, I'm sure <laughs> when you get out shot like that, that the coach, our buddy Rick Zombo, is not going to be happy about Well, that I texted kind. him after the Friday night game. I said, hey, great win, coach. And he goes, yeah, the winds are coming a lot slower than I'd like, and uh, and uh, we'll take them. But uh, I thought our progression would be a little farther along right now. Well, you know, it is what it is, right? Again, and and let's the, let's yeah. call it what it is. These these uh, Long Island Sharks are no pushover, and I, well, you and I no. both said that before the season started. They're going to be tough. They're going to play everybody to the end, yeah. and they do. They do. There's no doubt. There is no doubt. So, I mean, you know, every team throws a clunker in there, whether we like it or not. Okay, let's uh, speaking of clunkers, let's move up to Fairbanks. <laughs> well, not in Fairbanks, but Fairbanks had a rough weekend, didn't they? Yeah, um, you know, for whatever reason, they went up to Northern Michigan. Maybe they started reading some of their. Press oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Fairbanks came down to Northern Michigan. Well, they were at Stonehill by so a long shot. Went, I don't know if they went home and then okay. came back. I don't know. Uh, you were implying that Northern Michigan is north of Alaska again. It is not. It's not even close. Anyway, go ahead. No, I, I, There's I, a whole other continent between the two, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know if maybe it was a country, not continent, thing. country. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, Northern gets power play goal in the first period. You know, Charlie Glockner, the goalie, has a pretty good night. One goal in, in 28 shots. Um, I, you know, didn't get to see any of that game physically. So I don't know if it was just a uh, a matter of the goalie standing on his head. But usually, um, you know, I mean, it was a two-to-one game. It's not like Fairbanks got blown out. I mean, the the, the third goal for Northern was a was was an empty netter. So um, then you would expect them to bounce back. Uh, but again, uh, you know, the it was two nothing, and and Northern got an empty net goal again to make it three nothing before. Uh, Fairbanks put one in 
Uh, another game even in shots. But Alaska got nothing on the power play all weekend, while Northern got a couple of power play goals um, and pretty much made a difference, right? I mean, when you go over on the power play and the other team gets a couple during the weekend, that's not a good sign. Nope, it is not. Um, and we know, uh, and I'm not certainly making excuses for Fairbanks cause, or Alaska Fairbanks because they don't need that from me, but it, it's not easy, Paul, traveling. And I know you can say, well, the guys have done it before. Some of them have, but some of them have not. And adjusting to life on the road, as uh, as I mentioned or maybe will mention here shortly, uh, Anchorage staying here in Tempe this this week before they head to Madison to jump into that gauntlet, which is the University of Wisconsin. Matt Chasby told me they had a Hastings coach team. I know what we're up against. But anyway, um, uh, so that travel for the Alaska schools, it can catch up to you at times at various points. And certainly if you're a freshman or a kid that's never been there, you just ask the teams that have gone to Alaska for the first time. Like I asked uh, uh, Luke Rowe the other day, I said, yeah. uh, was that trip to Alaska your first? He said, yeah, it was fun, but boy, it was hard. I don't doubt it. I mean, you know, they're going home. They got a couple of weeks at home now before they get back on the ice against Anchorage in Anchorage. Um, Resume the Governor's Cup battle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, play home, play host to Augustana. So they'll spend most of December at home before they head out to the Great Lakes Invitational. Uh, you want to go to that one, don't you? That that's got you intrigued, is not it? No, um, no. That's I know you don't want to go there, but you're intrigued by the teams there. Uh, I again, I, I don't know Anchorage, but I mean, Michigan Tech, Michigan State would be interesting to watch. Um, and and I've I've never seen Ferris in person, so I guess you know, um. But that one will be played in, uh, I guess, Ferris is the home team being played in Grand Rapids, right? Yeah, I believe so. The host team, yeah. believe so. so. Anyway, we'll get to that later. So Fairbanks has a rough weekend. Um, Omaha and Denver had a different weekend as they played Friday night. Denver uh, gets a convincing 8-4 win. It looked like Denver was going to continue to do 8-4 wins because they did that uh, the final game at Arizona State on Saturday. They did that again Friday night. You're thinking, like, is this Pioneer team going to score eight every time? Um, then they had a little ice condition problem, and uh, the game was suspended after uh, one period. And they came back today, what, 19 hours, I think somebody told me, 19 hours later, and dropped the puck for period two, periods two and three. And uh, the second period, or the first one today, um, bit the pioneers, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it didn't look. It looked like Omaha was was much faster on the gun than Denver was. Um, they jump out to a two nothing lead. Denver comes back to tie it, including a, a shorthanded goal um, by uh, by Roger Lorenz and Rieger. Rieger Lorenz. Sorry, I'm miss, You know, I'm reading it fast. Regal runs. Um, and, you know, you're like, all right, here's, here's where Denver goes. Um, but a couple of minutes later, they spent a bunch of time in their own end and iced the puck. And David Carl calls timeout to, to 
trying to make sure that uh, his players are ready to go. And Omaha wins the faceoff and scores right off the faceoff. Yeah, that's that's not a Denver team. And, and, you know, if you look all year, though, Paul, Denver started has started slow many times already this year. And today was like a period one that was actually period two because of the, the restart. So did that hurt them more than it hurt Omaha? I think so. Well, it looked that way. And then uh, Miko Matika makes it four to three, two minutes into the third period. And you're like, all right, here we go. And nope, that was it. Medica, I think, is Miko Medica. Anyway. Okay, well. Uh, He's a Coyote draft pick. Let's just put it that way. He probably won't going to be in the Denver Pioneers uniform very long. No, probably not. I've been told that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, Omaha only gets one shot. He's waiting to come period. to an NHL rink. I'm sure. Oh, he could play that next year too, couldn't he? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Um, Omaha only got one shot in the third period. So there you go. They Denver was Simon Lacozzi. Simon or uh, Denver was starting to roll. I think the problem is that they ran out of time because they only had 40 minutes today as opposed to a 60 minute altogether. I'm not making excuses because again, no, no, Denver no, no. doesn't doesn't need me to make excuses. Um, they, they played just like everybody else, but congratulations to Omaha. I told you that along, uh, along the way, this whole season that Omaha is going to be a thorn in a lot of people's sides, um, this season, because they're a good hockey team. I don't think they're at the level of uh, a Denver or uh, a North Dakota on a regular day in day out basis, but they are going to be a pain to, uh, to ever sweep. And they're going to be a pain if you fall asleep on them. They might sweep you. Hey, we know that any night in the NCHC is going to be a tough night if you're not ready to go. And you can't wait till there's nine teams in the NCHC either, can you? Well, no, and they're prepping for it. You know, you, the, the promos have <laughs> nine teams and some video clips of the nine teams. Do they got nine stars yet? No, apparently not. <laughs> I'm waiting for that, Michael. <laughs> I know you are. Um, but, you know, right now, again, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. St. Cloud is a, is a perfect 6-0 and in the conference and has 18 points. The green and white team, 4-4 four for four with 12 points. And Western has got 10 points in third place in the league. They've played six games. So, so here's what you do, Paul. You, you get a game uh, set up with St. Cloud, you beat them, and you ride their coattails right through the pairwise because it doesn't matter what you true. do. It matters what your opponents do. True. So we're good. There you go. Somebody scheduled a game with St. Cloud and beat them once. Well, we're going to find out because I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's, you know. Um, <laughs> You're pretty sure nothing. <laughs> no, it's not. They have not exact. uh St. Cloud has not exactly uh, gone through the teeth of the conference schedule yet. No, um, no, they have not. They do have a Thanksgiving weekend non-conference series with uh, Michigan uh, before they play at Omaha. The second week of the well, there you go. If Michigan can just beat them one time, True. they can ride the coattails of St. Cloud all the way through the pairwise to the tournament. True, very true. <laughs> um, but come the new year, 
you, you start the new year with two games at Denver, uh, two games with uh, the green and white team there, the Sioux, I mean, Fighting Hawks, um, and then home with Omaha. So, I mean, there's it's a long season. It's only six games, but, you know. But you'd rather be 6-0 and than 0-6 and right now, wouldn't you? Sure. Yep. Yeah. That's for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, we talked about the Alaskas. We talked about North Dakota. We talked about Omaha. We talked about Lindenwood. We talked about Air Force and Colorado College. And we talked about Arizona State. We have not talked about those Augustana Vikings. What are, were the Vikings up to this weekend, I don't know, Paul? Are they even playing this weekend? They didn't play. Yeah, I, didn't I don't so. believe they played this weekend. Nope. <laughs> I had such a big build up, though. That was kind of fun. Anyway. Uh, they're just waiting for Midco to open. And, boy, the pictures that I keep seeing from there get better and better all the time. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, January 26th, I believe, is the opening night. Um, my plans are to be there. Because no, I'm going to get my your plans for tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to get my son in for the next, uh, I don't know, four out of the next six weeks down here in uh, Arizona and California. Did I mention it was like 73 and sunny today? Um, it's a good thing this is not video. <laughs> and did I tell you in Temecula, the sun is shining and it's like 75 degrees and there's never a, a breeze. Don't we have to take a break? And you get to go to the point. ocean occasionally and just kind of dip your toes in. Don't we have to take a break at this point? Hey, did I, did I also tell you that I found a new beach? You know how much I love Laguna Beach, but we found a, a beach um, uh, in Carlsbad. Carlsbad State Beach. I kind of like it. Not many people, uh, and, and um, so, yeah, when you're thinking about uh, what you're doing in January, think about you know, who might be at the beach in Carlsbad or Laguna. Again, good thing this is not video. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, and, and by the way, uh, we had this great idea. We, a friend of ours that told Terry and I that we need to do a YouTube a feature on our 19,435 miles in three and a half months. Um, so I, I think I'm, I've come up with a name, Paul. I think it's going to be called Highways, Hotels, and Hockey. And we're going to go on YouTube. We're going to document uh, where we were and the experiences we had. Some good, some not so good. Yeah, okay. You like that? Highways, Hotels, and Hockey? Okay. Three and a half months, 1,900. 19,435 miles. Well, I'm July sure there's 30th plenty of video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to uh, November 15th. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's <laughs> plenty of video. <laughs> anyway, um, let's do. Let's take that break because we had to come back and talk about this Arizona State uh, Alaska Anchorage Sea Wolves. And by the way, I'm going to be uh, watching Sea Wolf practice tomorrow at Mullet and uh, visiting with the Sea Wolves. So that'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Okay, let's uh, take that break and come right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. 
After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right, folks, Scott Strandy here with you. Uh, you know, have you been looking for a bank, the right bank? Uh, so many places people tell me the same thing. The banks take my money. The banks don't help me. The banks aren't there for me when I need them. Well, guess what? I found a bank for you. It's called SoFi. And uh, if you send me a, uh, a text message um, or you send me an email at icetimehockeywest at uh, gmail.com, or you just send me a message uh, on Twitter or X, as Paul likes to call it. Uh, let me know, and uh, I'll set you up with a great bonus. You sign up for their banking, uh, and you get a $25 bonus. And uh, it's the best you're going to find. It's uh, not only great rates in the savings account. It's got investment opportunities for you. It's got loans. You can refinance your student loan through SoFi and get a great rate and some discounts as well. They offer personal loans as well. Everything done online, but very, very easy. Get your debit card, get your credit card, get everything that you need direct from SoFi. Again, reach out to me. Send me a message uh, either on the message board that we're on right now on Podbean or on X at uh, College Hockey W. Or, uh, of course, you can text me at uh, 760-801-8060. Or you can also email me at IcetimeHockeyWest at gmail.com and I will send you the link to get you 25 bucks just for giving them a try. Uh, I recommend them. SoFi, the best bank I've found. And uh, I think everybody knows I've tried a lot of banks. <laughs> All right. Um, as we continue on, give me one second here because I need to get some work done. Um, yeah, found it. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. From the nchc.tv studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. 
Indeed it is College Hockey West Live. It's our Sunday night show where we talk college hockey and uh, bring you the latest from what happened this past weekend. And this weekend, it was a full weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday hockey games. Paul Hornstein loves it, but Scott Strandy with you tonight from Maricopa, Arizona. Paul, I don't know if I uh, if I told you this, but uh, I had Spaghetti Shack twice this weekend. <laughs> nice. It's so darn good. Tonight I brought it home and treated everybody to uh, spaghetti meatballs, garlic bread. Nice. Um, we even got some cheesecake tonight with some caramel uh, topping on it. So um, if you want a place to eat in Tempe, I'm, I'm telling you, great value, great food, large quantities of food by the way the spaghetti shack is a place to be so shout out to uh to everybody at the spaghetti shack for doing such a fantastic job always a great time um stopping by and seeing everybody there and uh, picking up some spaghetti to go anyway paul hornstein on long island new york he's been waiting a long time for this those sun devils his sun devils nine two and one i got to see him play all weekend paul what did i text you um, about the second period, were you? You told me why. Yeah, because whenever you, what did I say? You you said something, and I'm like, why are we? Why are we saying this? I said, championship pedigree when you control a game and lock them down. Uh, they played very well this uh, this weekend. They're a little shaky on 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 Friday. Um, they weren't the best that they could be. They were pretty damn good today, though. They are making strides. I told you from the start, I believe they're in the top five in depth across the boards, top to finish in all of NCAA hockey. I think the record proves it. And now I think they're finding ways to win. They, they had a tough Anchorage team this weekend. They, yep. uh, they found a way Friday night. It's Saturday night off and they come back Sunday afternoon and it's just business-like. It's like we got the lead, we got a two-goal lead, and up. let's just lock them down. Well, first of all, I, I hate that when they were up one nothing today, um, and it was a one nothing. It was relatively early, it was five minutes into the game. Ryan Alexander gets his first of the season, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about him in a few minutes. Um, and you sit there and you sit there, and they they play the rest of the first period. And they go most of the second period. And you're like, oh man, I hate these games. You sit there, and it's a one goal game, and you're like, man, you just need one fluky shot to tie the game. Um, and then once Dylan Jackson scored with five minutes to go in the second period, it was it was a little bit of breathing room. You're still not feeling super comfortable. But the way they were playing, um, you felt a little bit better about getting the two nothing lead, and um, you know, and TJ Semtenfelter was much better this weekend, uh, especially considering how little work he had early. Uh, Anchorage had eleven shots in the third period. That's one more shot than they got in the entire first two periods. Now they had the extra attacker for for about three or four minutes. They pulled the goalie. Um, you know they uh, they 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 you know they obviously played with more desperation. 
in the third period trying to get those two goals to, to, to tie the game. Um, but again, like I said, they pulled the goalie early with like with like three minutes to go. And they probably had four or five shots in that last. I think it was almost four minutes to go. Well, to whatever be honest it is, it was you. a lot. Yeah, um, it was a lot of time. They 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 threw everything they had at them. Yeah. So, um, that was that was good to see. Uh, coming back from a, a, a Friday night game where they didn't play horrible, although the coach doesn't think they played all that well. Um. Good, good point. Let's stop right there and let's okay. hear from Coach Powers from Friday night, and then you can back up those statements. Here we go. How pivotal is it that again, just in a spot after a tough Denver series, to just find a way to win? It was all. It was good. You know, they're good. You know, they're they're good. Today's day and age, like I just said, um, everybody can get good so fast. You know, with Portal, and they're they're littered up and down with good players that have played Division One hockey, and they've done a great job. Chaz has building. Building that program up in a, in, a, in a really quick way. They played hard tonight. They're, they're a good hockey team. Uh, Coach, with uh, TJ's performance tonight, how big is that for him from a personal standpoint, especially with how he performed in that Saturday game against Denver? How it was good to see him bounce back. He was himself. He made some big saves. He made some big saves. What I think I like most about his game was um, he, he definitely is going to want that second one back, but the other two went off us you know they were kind of just weird sloppy plays that, that went off our sticks um and he didn't falter he just stuck with it mentally and made some big saves and that's what he does when he's on his game so it was good to see him back on his game and, and for him to get us a win do you think that sequence yeah for sure i mean you want to see the power play bury him and and, and give us a two-goal lead but uh they changed some things on their kill obviously got a lot more aggressive and did a good job with it, um, but our power play got us two tonight, you know, and, and we won the special teams battle, so that's that's all you can ask. Coach, you mentioned special teams. What did you think of it kind of uh, into that there? I thought our special teams were great. Our power play got two for us. Um, I think that our kill was really good. I mean, I think we had three kills where they didn't get a shot, um, and then the kill that, that they, we got scored on probably just as a goal that he's going to want back. But he was – he was really good in every other way, and uh, special teams, no complaints. Looked like the fourth line too was just checking all over the place and get that cold work in. Yeah, he just works. He, he's again, he's an identity guy, and he, he works, and you know what you're going to get out of him every shift. Um, the effort's always going to be there. He's good on faceoffs. Um, yeah, the kid, you can win with that kid. That's why we brought him in. We really like him. Coach, your thoughts on uh, Tim Lovell's play not only this weekend but last weekend? Just uh, dynamic, isn't he? He's dynamic. He's really matured as a player um, in a lot of ways, um, and, and he's controlling the game right now. So he, he was really good, goal and two assists. Um, I think our entire decor from top to bottom could do a better job Sunday uh, managing pucks and just, you know, a little bit too much east-west and back to east um, tonight and because they, they come hard and, and, and they really pressure, so we have to have more of a north mentality. Our D have to use their legs more than they did tonight to break pucks out. Um, but uh, overall, Timmy was good, and, and I think that you know, we can be a lot better Sunday. What are some things you want to improve going into Sunday match? Just managing the puck. Managing the puck and um, you know, playing a little bit more to our identity and, and, and not turning it over. I mean, we turned it over three times in the first shift. You know, and and uh, so uh, that's to me, is just mental prep. So we've got to manage the puck a lot better. Um, 
but uh, it was a good win. It's a good hockey team. I think in the first few minutes of the second and third period, they scored. They had the power plays to help them as well. How crucial is it just getting out of the break to just have a good couple of shifts? It, it, well, I mean, we have we have a one of our metrics is to not get scored on in the first two or last two of any period, and, and they did that twice tonight. You know, and then that's that's just a such a momentum killer and such a momentum giver to them. Um, and credit to them, they came out of the room in both periods and 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 popped one in the first you know one in the first minute and the next one in the first forty seconds. So. Um, you know, didn't really let us get out. We, we felt like the last 10 minutes of the second period was our best. We were really good. We, we probably could have extended it by, by two or three easily. Their goalie made some big saves. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, again, I mean, they, they, you know, they played well. They played well, and I'm really happy with TJ because he stuck with, you know, two ugly goals that, that were off us and, and just stayed in it mentally. Charlie Shane obviously lost last year early on and done for the whole year. He's not your traditional third-line winger. I mean, what does he provide in the shot there, the game winner? Yeah, I mean, I thought that that line, you know, probably struggled for the majority of the game, you know. and um, But we know how great a player is, all three of them are. And, and so, you know, I put him out there in a pivotal moment. And, um, you know, Younger and, and Smolin got an assist on it, and Charlie put it away and won us a game. So um, really proud of them. They, they, they know they have to be a little bit better and give us a little bit more consistently over 60 minutes. Um, but when push came to shove, they got done for us tonight and helped us get a win. Does the extra day off, is that, is it just business as usual? Does it really matter to you? It's, we've never done a Friday, Sunday, so this is weird, you know? So we're, we're going to, we're going to have ice tomorrow for guys that didn't play and, and, and obviously maybe some meetings or whatever and get them fed, but, um, and then come back Sunday and, and, and go to work, you know, and, um, play a matinee game. So hopefully we get a, we get a good crowd on a Sunday afternoon. You mentioned last weekend that we would see We'll look at the tape and, and figure it out. It, it could, he could, he could. I'd say there's a, there's a chance. Um, I'm not going to make any lineup decisions right now. That's the benefit I do have of really taking my time through a, a day off and figuring it out. Um, will you see the exact same lineup? Probably not. Um, but we won. We won, and, and we're eight two and one now in the season, and we're off to a good start. There you go. That's Coach Powers uh, Friday night uh, following that game. And I think he said it best at the end, Paul. They're eight, at that point, they were 8-2-1, and one, and uh, they uh, they won the game. So what else do you do? Well, he did make some lineup changes. He did. But as, as I told him tonight, um, it doesn't seem to make any difference who you put out there. They're all pretty solid. Well, we, 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 we thought that this team had a lot of depth. And um, we... You know, we saw some of that depth uh, this weekend. Um, we we finally got the question answered that we've been asking ourselves. Um, what's the story with Ryan Alexander? Uh, and he made his presence known very early today, very early. And uh, we got the answer right. He was still recovering from some off-season surgery. Yeah, coach called it a serious surgery and took him time to get his legs under him, as he said, uh, and get him back into uh, game shape. And coach said he saw something yesterday in uh, in the skate. Uh, he said he saw something yesterday, though, in the skate. Okay. Uh, uh, that impressed him about uh, the the way Ryan was coming along and, and felt that he deserved his opportunity to play. And he played a lot. I mean, uh, young and 
and um, Charlie Shane, Charlie Shane, yeah. and um, Ryan Alexander. They were in there a lot. They were on the ice a lot for a lot of different situations, and it was clear Coach Powers knows he's going to need this line uh, in the next two weeks. Well, let's put it this way: if 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 Alexander gets them going with a with a with a, with a second with another line here, then they could be legitimately dangerous. I mean, oh, it's not an if; it's when he gets them going. You know, I mean the the Jackson brothers with Lucas Sillinger, and and that line they had out there today, um, with uh, Shane and um, Alexander and Young. And 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 Alex Young. Oh, look out! Look out! You already talked about the captain and uh, Chambers. Well, that line. we could we could talk yeah. about that line too. And I and I think I'm just making the point that they're they're three, four, five lines deep. I don't think it makes any difference. I mean, uh, Jackson Niedermeyer back in the lineup today, playing fourth line winger. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pretty good fourth line winger if you match yeah, him up say, against somebody else's fourth line. Yeah, I would say probably, yeah. That would be <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That would be a good thing. Okay. Let's get in the uh the comments from Coach Powers after tonight's or this afternoon's win. Here we go. Coach uh, nine, two, and one. Is that what you expect at this point? Uh it certainly is what we hope for, you know. Um we, we knew we were capable of it, um, you know, but, but yeah, it's a great record and a great start through what, 12 games. Um, you know, the two losses, we had three goal leads, you know, and I hate to play the game. We should have, would have, could have, but, uh, um, you know, teams off to a good start. Team just finds ways to win, you know, and that's what you want. You know, it's not perfect. Like I said, it's not perfect, but we're resilient today. It was really good. I thought, um, minus about a stretch of six minutes in the third period there. They found some energy after after Dylan's penalty. But um, it was we played really good, clean, hard hockey for the most of the game. What does it say about the growth of your team when you can uh, pretty much lock them down? Um, you're one nothing, 2 nothing, 3 nothing. You get the empty netter from 150 feet. Things that maybe haven't had in the past. Yeah, no, that, I think that's what we had. We, we smothered them, I thought, tonight, especially on the forecheck. We, we had a non-existent forecheck on Friday against these guys and we really addressed it and showed some things in film and when we're forechecking and we're reloading above pucks and we have good sticks um we're tough to beat you know we had a couple turnovers in neutral ice um that led to goals so it was just a good hard effort i don't think anybody wasn't going tonight all the effort was there where i, I could honestly say friday i wasn't happy really happy with any player not one you know maybe tj but even he he he, he let in that second one he wants back so you know, it went from a, a game where I, I couldn't really point to one player that had a good game, and I can't point to one that didn't have a good game today, and and that was a result. I mean, their goalie in the second period was unbelievable. He, it could have easily been a 5-6 goal game. So you went from uh, a different lineup from Friday night. Uh, it talks about your depth, though, that you don't really miss a beat, does it? No, it, it, we have so much depth, and we have so many good players that are such great kids that are out of the lineup that we want to, we want to get in. Um it's just things are working right now. We were able to get a couple in today and make a couple minor changes. Um, and the guys are handling it really well. It's obviously easy to do as a coach when you're winning. It's a hard thing to do when you're, when you're not. Um, but we're winning. The guys are staying with it. Knock on wood, we're healthy. Um, we got a deep team, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, guys are just going to have to continue to support their teammates. And, um, and 
when their their time's called to all step up, there's not a guy we don't believe in. Points up a lot of good shot opportunities today. And some of them seemed like they just weren't in the back of the net. How'd you build up just the quality of shots? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we especially in that second period, we, I mean, it was maybe our best period of the year. We were that good. That kid made five probably circus grade eight saves that were really impressive. And his only second start of his career, he was really good. He uh, he held a minute there. So, um, again, it was all predicated off of playing the right way. It wasn't cheating for offense. It was managing pucks. It was forechecking. It was reloading. It was having good sticks. Um, it was just getting to the net, you know, and things opened up, and, and the guys were buzzing. Coach, um, Ryan Alexander was one of those players that um, was inserted into the lineup tonight. Of course, had the first goal, helped out on the dummy kill, almost had a couple assists. What did you think of his performance? Well, he's, he's one of our best players, you know, and, and what people, I think, maybe don't know or forget is he had a, a pretty serious – surgery in the off season, right? And and so it takes time to get your legs firing after what, what he had done to him. And he just wasn't skating yet, right? He didn't have his legs underneath him. Tonight, he finally, he, he's, he's back. Like, he's back. He popped that goal. He was forechecking. He was playing hard. He was downhill. He's, he's such a good hockey player for us. Um, and, and we're now really 9-2-1 and one with him fully going in one game, you know? And so... Leanne's been working hard with him to, to get him get him his conditioning back up. He's been putting a lot of extra work to get uh, to get his legs firing, and, and they were firing today. You could see it last night in glimpses. He's better down the middle. He played him played him on the wing last night, but there were a couple shifts in the second period last night where he, he was forechecking, and we're like, all right, he, he's 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 close. And it was just a gut to, to you know probably leave him in and, and hopefully that, that hope that, that he'd had the game that he did and he brought that entire line energy. I thought that was Alex Young's best game. I thought that was Charlie's probably his best game. Even though they didn't find the score sheet, they both played really well. They played hard. They played assertive and assertive. And when you have a center, you know, like RA, you know, driving driving the play like he does, it's 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 so much easier for the winger. So they they were really good for us time. Coach, you know the preparation for a Friday-Sunday series has been talked about. Now that it's come and gone, what, have you, what were your thoughts on the different scheduling now with having to do it again this upcoming weekend? We, we swept, so I like it. You know, ask, <laughs> me, ask me next Sunday, and, and I'll tell you, tell you my answer then. Coach, your thoughts on Tavikin getting that goal? It's kind of fitting the way he works. Yeah, he works. He, he's just a good defender. He's got a great stick. He skates well. Um, so I'm glad he, he got that. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was good. It was good for him. TJ getting the shutouts to Bob's on his performance there. Um, TJ was great. Again, he didn't have to be, you know, really he saw no action for the most part the first two periods. And then out of nowhere, Dylan takes that penalty and he, he gets some some pretty good chances against there um, in the third. And, and he's he was locked in. And that's what you want to see when you're cold. And, and, and then all of a sudden you get a flurry for over, you know, a good four or five minutes, which he did, and he, and he locked it down. It was really impressive, so happy for him to get his second shot out of the year. We might see uh, Gibby this weekend. We didn't. Was it because of how well TJ played on Friday? It was just we had a day off, you know, and, and he had a – we need him going. Like, if we're going to accomplish what we want, we need him going. And I think Gibby could have won that game for us today too, and he would have. Um, but the day off and, and, and him not playing against Stonehill, and um, he was fresh, you know, and, and mission accomplished. He got the job done and got a shutout. There you go. Uh, that's uh, Greg Powers after today's matinee victory, moving the Sun Devils to 9-2-1. Uh, Paul, your thoughts? 
Um, you know, you get a shutout, right? You 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 sweep a team that you're supposed to sweep and you're supposed to beat. Again, you know, we have the utmost respect for Anchorage, just like we do for Fairbanks on this podcast. But ASU's a better team. And if you're going to make the NCAA tournament, as we know, as an independent, you have to beat the teams that you're better than to have a shot. And this was one of those weekends. Especially coming off a weekend split against Denver and facing another top 5 slash 10 team next weekend in Providence. Uh, You need to win those games when you're not playing against those top 10 teams. You just have to. And they did it this weekend. Um, Friday was probably closer than they wanted it to be. But they got the goal when they needed it. And today got the shutout from TJ Semptenfelter. And, you know, away we go to Providence next weekend. Uh, I mean, well, Providence comes to Tempe, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we move on to play Providence, <laughs> or the Sun Devils do. You and I aren't playing, thank goodness. But anyway, <laughs> that's for sure. Anyway, um, I just think there's tremendous growth if you look over the program and you see the things that, you know. And I mentioned this to you last year, and I know there were injuries and all of that, but it looked like um, mentally when they started to get some breaks go against them, and the coach liked to use puck luck. Um, go against them last year. It's like they just couldn't overcome it. It kind of snowballed, and next thing you knew, they were they were done. And uh, this year, it does not look that way at all, Paul. It looks to me like they found ways to to uh, win games every which way they have to. And some people said, "Oh, even we did." Uh, are they playing down to their competition? When and no disrespect to Stonehill, but when a team comes in that's last in in all of college hockey, and you barely get by them um what does that say does that say you're playing down does that mean they played a good weekend and played well or does it mean that parody is along the way and uh, you just can't take anybody lightly well we, we know that you can't take anybody lightly i mean we just you know you know maybe uh you know that loss to denver that weekend at denver was kind of a learning curve weekend um Again, you know, like the coach said, they're 9-2-1 after 12 games. Just a hair under a third of the season. And they, uh, if if I told you that they were going to do 9-2-1 every 12 games, you would take that, right? That's 27 wins, my friend. 27 wins, six losses, and three ties with two other games to play. Um, yeah, I think you would take that. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you look at uh... – the, the split series with Denver, um, almost everybody has had a split series. Some people haven't been that lucky. Wisconsin's dismantled a couple of teams with sweeps. Yeah. Wisconsin got swept. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, even if you're a top team in college hockey, um, you know, it, you're not going to win every game. You just Sweets aren't. Are hard to come by. Yes, they are, at home or away. But yep. uh, ASU has got probably – um, I think this is fair to say, Paul, you tell me if it isn't, but I think the next four games are the tale of their season, Absolutely. how they play. I mean, I, I, they have games left. I'm not going to say they don't have games left because I'm not that stupid. It's, 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 
Right. It's the bench. But it's a tale of it's, 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 it's a the tale of where they're going to go. It, it's the signpost. It okay. Is definitely. Good. The I like post. it. So, uh, we'll so see it'll be the... it'll be a Friday Sunday uh, series with Providence over Thanksgiving weekend this week. Correct. Then it'll be a trip to Colorado Springs to take on the Colorado College Tigers. I just had to get that in. Thanks. Uh, anyway, um, and that same weekend is going to be a really fun weekend in Colorado hockey because you're going to have North Dakota uh, at Denver on Friday and Saturday, and you're going to have ASU at Colorado College on Friday and Saturday. Uh, why can't I be at both places both times? I don't know, but it's, it's like a – it's like a. Can we move the times? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's like a – Can somebody yeah. move them? Can we have like an early start and a late start? I, talk to Michael. <laughs> anyway, you know, that, that will be, be like a future NCHC weekend. Paul, that'll be four of, uh, I'm going to say, the top 15 teams in the country right there within 40 miles of each other off of I-25 in Colorado. Yeah, not a CC of place like they played this weekend, though. Yeah, well, they don't, they're not going to change much because they don't play the next two weeks. <laughs> well, I, I think... And I've said this before, I, I, I think that uh, CC and ASU are on parallel tracks. And I, I, I would assume that this week in practice for CC, uh, there might be a few points made by the coaching staff. Oh, you think? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there will be. Uh, and they responded pretty well after that Denver uh, sweep against uh, when they came out against Miami. So maybe they need the same type of thing, and that wouldn't bode well for the Sun Devils, or it oh. might bode well for a really good series. Well, that's, I think it will be a tremendous series, but we'll see. Yep, exactly. You've got to get through Providence first. Yeah. A, a one game at a time, right? Just play yep. the people in front of you? Yep. Magic number one, baby. <laughs> but it does not hurt to have nine in the win column right now through 12 games. It does not, no. Okay, so tomorrow night we'll uh, have a lot more uh, talk about the rest of college hockey because, uh, of course, on Sunday nights we try to focus on the 10 teams that were in our coverage area. And um, tomorrow I'll have a chance to visit with some of the guys from Anchorage. And, by the way, shout out to the New Mexico's, New Mexico Ice Wolves because uh, that young man named uh, Alex Gomez from Parker, Colorado, that you sent up, to Anchorage has now escalated himself to the top line center. And uh, boy, that says something about the Ice Wolves program when you can take a kid and move him uh, in two years to the top line of an NCAA program. Well, there were, you know, it was doesn't hurt that he's six foot six or whatever and big. I mean, Mario Lemuish when you see him on the ice. Right, let's not get crazy. <laughs> I'm talking about his size. Uh, okay. He's Mario Lemuish on the ice. A lot of craziness this weekend in college hockey, as there has been every weekend so far this season. So, so what do we get this weekend? Thanksgiving weekend, we get a lot of turkey. We got Anchorage going to uh, to Wisconsin. We got ASU hosting Providence. We've got um, or the Denver Pioneers at this weekend. Aren't they hosting? Yeah, they're hosting somebody at home. Are they? We'll take a quick look here. All I know is I don't. Colorado know College is, is off. I don't know if this is a good week to uh, be going to Wisconsin. That's all I have to say. <laughs> no, I talked to Matt Shasby before before I left Mullet today, and he said, "Yeah, 
He said they might be angry, but we're hoping they have a lot of turkey on Thursday and we can catch them on Friday. <laughs> um, decent non-con, a very interesting non-conference cross-nation series uh, at Magnus next weekend uh, as Denver hosts Yale. Yeah, that'll be fun, huh? You know, very interesting. Uh, you know, you know, I don't think those teams have played much in the past. Fairbanks uh, is off. Colorado College is off. What about our guys from Lindenwood and Augustana? Well, I know what Augustana's doing. They're home and home and home with Omaha. Well, Lindenwood's probably already on their way to Penn State. <laughs> play Thursday, Friday. I, what, yeah, probably. How, how did they get screwed having to play on Thanksgiving? But I don't know. They're playing yeah. Thursday, Friday uh, at Penn State. Uh, let's see. where the, Does the green and white team play this weekend coming up? Yeah, they played in uh, Bemidji. So... Another non-conference series. So a bunch of that going around. Okay. Take it away, my friend. From the NCHC.TV studios, Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group, search T Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesar's Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask is live every week on the Podbean app. Is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All right, very well done, my friend. A big thank you to everybody at Arizona State and to Alaska Anchorage for their time. And, uh, of course, everybody at Mullet Arena, the security people, uh, Paige Shacklett for uh, for giving me in a late uh, when I had change of plans and was able to make Sunday's game. So uh, shout-out to everybody that's doing a great job at Mullet Arena, man. It's, it's, it's a fun environment, and it's only going to get better. So we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.